on a Saturday evening, and I'm not your host, Robert Stacey McCain. This is the other guy on the other podcast, John Hogue here, and I see that Stacy has joined us all the way from uh, Michigan. He's uh, been uh, in the, the north there going for graduation, and I see Diana speaking as well. Hey, Stacy. Hey, Diana. Hey. How's hey. it going? Fine. Uh, is Emerson graduated yet, or is that tomorrow? Uh, that is tomorrow. Yes, my youngest son, Emerson, is graduating college uh, tomorrow. And so uh, we are up here. Uh, I am actually in his office. Um, office? Yes, office? His, yeah, yeah, his uh, home office. You know, wow. he's got... He's got a little uh, apartment up here with his bride, mm-hmm. and uh, and yes, I am in his office, and he has a uh, uh, he has a spare bed in here, so I'm uh, <laughs> lying down again. Uh, this was the last time I did the show. I was uh, lying down, recovering from a cold. So mm-hmm. once again, you have me incumbent. <laughs> recumbent. recumbent recumbent thank you well, he's, he's the incumbent host as well oh, uh, okay. so um what's going on in uh, that takes care of michigan what's going on in valdosta um well um we have a we had a young uh child uh attacked by a pair of we had an eight-year-old attacked from valdosta attacked by a pair of 12 year old twins in a Bibb County uh, rest at a re- Bibb County rest stop. Mm. Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah. Um, the twelve-year-olds um, were twins, and they seemed to think that it was just absolutely the best thing they could think of to do to uh, attack a little girl and start pulling her hair, grab her face, and start trying to drag her out of the restroom. My oh goodness. my goodness! My goodness! I mean, this sounds more. This sounds more like uh, New York subway than a Georgia. Road. It does. It does. <clears throat> but it mm. wasn't. It was actually just outside of Macon. Yeah. Well, we'll get. Oh, we'll man. get to. We'll get to New York subways. Boy, in, will we! <laughs> uh, uh, by the way, Stacy. Uh, after I w- was was lashing everything up here to do the uh, podcast from Studio B here in uh, Westminster. Uh, I noticed that you uh, got a uh, another post up, and we're going to mm-hmm. squeeze we're going to squeeze that in fairly early up. So, oh, uh, okay. Uh, it, but first of all, um, I wanted to get us started on uh, <laughs> my uh, one of my posts. Um, uh, basically, we're going to talk about how the narrative isn't isn't working for mm. people uh, for the next few minutes. Uh, I had a post called "Fact Checking the Fact Checkists," and. Uh-huh. Uh, 
Teachers Union President Randy Weingarten uh, <laughs> has been trying to spin the narrative back around to where she was in favor of keeping the schools uh, uh, open, uh, right. or getting them open sooner. And her claims have been challenged on Twitter by uh, comments in this newly adopted thing they call community notes that's been around for about three or four months now. Mm -hmm. uh, a poly, uh, PolitiFact tried to fact <laughs> check the uh, comments uh, in community notes and got fairly brutally fact checked in community <laughs> notes themselves. Um, basically, uh, you know, readers added uh, content they thought mm -hmm. people might uh, want to know. And uh, for example, uh, uh, PolitiFact is misrepresenting uh, uh, Weingarten's position. She uh, called Duh. attempts to reopen schools in the fall of 2020 reckless, callous, reckless and cruel. Dangerous. It, it, yes. Her her union uh, pushed aggressively at the local level, and they continued into, into uh, 2022. So it was it was it's good to see the kind of fact checking that we're getting now on Twitter, rather than mm -hmm. censorship. Oh yeah. On yeah. the other on the other hand, you know, the narrative has to be maintained and Stacy you had a post about uh how they're trying to spin the narrative uh with uh, uh Fox and mm. uh, Tucker Carlson mm. and, mm. And, and and this odd person who uh has never met him but he claims to have uh I uh, insight into his, the inner workings of his mind or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's uh, supposed to have bullied, uh, he's supposed to have bullied Republicans' representatives. Oh my gosh. <gasps> uh, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, the uh, headline is, why is ex-Fox producer Abby Grossberg trying to encourage anti-Semitism? And uh, uh, this is uh, the former producer who uh, on uh, Tucker Carlson's show, who uh, you understand that he did not come into the Fox studios to produce his show, mm -hmm. that he he built a home studio and would host his show uh, from his own home. And, uh, and what Abby uh, Grossberg's job as a, among other things, a producer on a show like that is about booking guests onto mm -hmm. the show and stuff like that. So that, and she had never actually been in the same room with Tucker Carlson, uh, <laughs> but has now filed some kind of a lawsuit uh, claiming she was a victim of of just horrible things. And now a she's- toxic work environment. <laughs> Yes, a toxic work environment, uh, a misogyny, blah, 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 blah. And all this, all what's going on here, of course, is about, you know, the fact that Tucker Carlson uh, left Fox and took his audience with him. Their uh, <laughs> ratings are in the toilet. But, um, but my take on this, right, is that, uh, is that I'm sure that, uh, the anti-Semites who always notice these things, of course, are going to be feasting on the idea that Tucker is being sabotaged by a Jew. Okay. Oh. And, and it just looks bad that her behavior, the way she's acting in this case is, is just like the worst 
of anti-Semitic stereotypes. It's like oh. if if she didn't already exist, the neo-Nazis would have to invent her, you know. And and you know, I talk about how you know it, it, you know prejudice and stereotypes are bad. Uh-huh. Um, at the same time, if you're part of a group uh, that has been historically stigmatized, it's incumbent upon you to try to avoid uh, these kind of behaviors that mm-hmm. um, um, uh, lend their lend themselves to such stereotypes. Like as I say, as a member of the Appalachian American community. <laughs> um, uh, we can call ourselves hillbillies, but uh, it's an insult for others to use the H word as we. And call it. from I'm from I'm from down in uh, the river bottoms, so you know I'm a redneck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, oh honey, so, you're a swamp rat instead, aren't you? Anyways, but <laughs> there is a reason why I never learned to play the banjo and why <laughs> I don't drink moonshine whiskey. There's However, no... I, ha- I have played one of the instruments in the version of it, of the song called Dueling Tubas. Mm. Yes, right. But, <laughs> okay. but, but see, there are no broken down old trucks up on blocks in my front yard, and my mm. wife is not my cousin. I do have a dead Volvo in the uh, back uh, uh, driveway, though. Yeah, yeah. Well, anyways. Well, you know, is- uh, John, John, you should you should go out and shoot it. I mean, aren't you? Don't have you no mercy? <laughs> well, this is a special Volvo. It actually has a gun rack. Oh, okay. <laughs> anyway, so so I was just saying that I hate to see it when uh, Jews seem to have no self awareness of how their behavior might. Uh, harm the reputation of their own group and of Abby Grossberg. I, all I can say is she's a Shonda for the Goyim. <laughs> you know, you may be one of the only people I know who actually knows that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well see, I, mean, I went see- to, I went to high, I went to high school that was about 30% Jewish and the church oh. I went to is across the street from the Orthodox shul in Nashville. So i I have, I got it as well. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, the thing is, the thing is is that growing up, okay, growing up and watching um, uh, comedy, and I I, I was always a joker as a kid, still Mm -hmm. am to this day, but, but my sense of humor really is Jewish because if you go back and you watch uh, the great shows, the great comedy shows of uh-huh. that day. I mean, Milton Berle, uh, Carl Reiner, um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, Mel Brooks, Jack Benny, know, uh, mm-hmm. Jack Benny. Yeah, in in other words, that all of the uh, great comedians that we used to watch back mm-hmm. in the day were Jewish, and we sort yeah. of, I sort, I know that I sort of absorbed that old. Um, you know that old sense of humor that every you know everything was treated sarcastically, mm-hmm. lots of double entendres and everything like that. And so, and so, yeah, I absorbed a lot. Of, you know, and and so knowing but, the phrase "ashanda for the goyim," you know, <laughs> it's it's. I mean, that's right out of some sort of Mel Brooks 
shtick, you know. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, when he plays uh, the Indian chief in right. Uh, uh, and and uh, yeah. sees the the blacks in the uh, covered wagon and, and and you know his line is Schwartz's. So yeah. it's, on the other hand, while you may have that understanding, you don't identify as Jewish anymore. You don't identify as say Cherokee or Choctaw. Aha. Uh-huh. Well, that's your that's right. your cue. Okay. <laughs> well, cue. I have got a post about the fake okay. Indian syndrome that's been going around lately. Pretendians. Yes, pretendians. Um, uh, you know, we're we're told that cultural appropriation is just the worst thing in the world. So, so if done you by to, a white person, what? If done by a uh, unconsciously by a white person who just happens to like it, uh, Mexican food. Right, or right, Thai right, food. right. It, it's it's like you know, and so land of lake butter. Uh, <laughs> you can't have the Indian. Uh, you've got to get rid of the Washington Redskins, Cleveland Indians, Aunt mm-hmm. Jemima, Uncle Ben, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, and so I go through all this, and then, uh, but we have had this case of identity fraud, really. <laughs> uh, and I and of course everyone knows about Elizabeth Warren, aka. Mm-hmm. Focahontas, who spent years falsely claiming to be Native American, uh, right? Mm-hmm. And, but but uh, then there is the case, and I, I speak of this uh, because it's very interesting. Uh, one of my sons, my third son, uh, Jefferson, is uh, attending a law school in Madison. Uh, mm-hmm. and uh, But recently they had a case up there of K. LeClaire, and I oh, feature uh, a before and after picture of Kay LeClaire, <laughs> uh, which on the blog, which I mean, it's just night and day, really, of what she was before she decided to be a fake Indian. And uh, she has been exposed uh, for faking her uh, Native American ancestry. Um, and and there's this long story behind it, you know, um, and 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 you know, and people were talking about stolen ancestral lands and everything oh. like that. But it turns out that her ancestry is German, Swedish, and French Canadian, <laughs> uh, not a drop of the Indian blood. And and I go through a whole list of cases that, that if you wonder what I was doing on my phone as we were driving across, um, uh, as if we were riding across Ohio and Indiana to reach Michigan, um, uh, what, one of the things I was doing was researching uh, this. Uh, mm. Professor Carrie Barassa uh, yeah. uh, of University of Saskatchewan, President Vianne Timmons of Memorial University of Newfoundland, Gina Adams, uh, Emily Carr University. In Canada, especially, there has been this uh, just a plague of these so-called pretendians, right? <laughs> and, you know, the, the other thing that's interesting is this seems to be a, uh, a white female uh, thing. Uh, yeah, Ward Churchill. Yeah, yes. that was gen- yes, but but he he's like he's like a generation earlier. Yeah, ah. really. What we what we have going on now, the last five to ten years, 
Yeah, Churchill's earlier than that. Mm, and for yeah. a much longer period before he got zapped. Yeah, well, uh, what happened was one of the things is there is this woman named Keeler uh, yeah. who is who, who put out a, a list of, of uh, alleged pretendians. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, one of them uh, who was called out on this list was Elizabeth Hoover, yeah, <laughs> an anthropology professor at the University of California, Berkeley. Berkeley, yeah, uh, and and she issued a an apology this week, uh, but it's really uh, inadequate. Uh, her <laughs> um, her apology because she she's doing this thing. It's the same thing that Elizabeth Warren did mm. when she was defending herself, is claiming well. There were people in my family who told me that my great great grandmother, in the, in uh, Hoover's case, her great grandmother allegedly was a Mohawk woman, and and uh, sure she was right, right, right. But and see, the thing is, is when you actually do do genealogy, it turns out uh -huh. that. Uh, that Winston Churchill uh, was had a higher percentage of uh, American Indian ancestry than uh, than even uh, Elizabeth Warren was claiming, uh, oh, because yeah. you know his American mother had a grandmother Jenny. who was in fact an yeah. Indian. Yep, so, Jenny yeah. Jenny Randolph was Jenny uh, Jenny Lady Randolph was indeed a full quarter American Indian. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, I, it's I, quite yeah. a story. It's Jenny quite a Jerome. story. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, but anyways, yeah. Uh, well, anyways, but the thing is, is that the, uh, a woman named Adrian Keene mm -hmm. uh, uh, decided to, who actually knew Hoover and considered her a mentor, uh, uh, took the trouble to uh, do her genealogy. And nope, 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 <laughs> nope, nope. Uh, no, uh, no Native Americans in her family tree going back like ten generations. And um, and the, and yeah, the well, thing I, is, you know, I have I have one Mormon cousin, and I can tell you, I don't have any uh, uh, people in my uh, family genealogy going back at least fifteen generations who might have been in uh, the uh, Americas before Columbus. Yeah. Um, you know. Well, the point being that, the, the point being, and I made this point, uh, uh, is that here's the thing, is that here's the problem with Elizabeth Hoover, okay? She is an anthropology professor yes. with a PhD, okay? Yes. And allegedly... Based her claim of of Native American ancestry on family lore, okay, what the stories that were told to her by her mother. Well, you're an anthropology professor, and you can't do no damn research. Yeah, right, okay. right, right. You can't go in. You know, go on a, a family tree or what is mm -hmm. it called? Uh, ancestry dot ancestry dot com. Yeah, and the, frankly, the problem is that with my family is that um, my great-grandfather, um, I am not entirely sure that the name under which he married my great-grandma 
was actually his name. I'm kind of at a loss on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, there may be wrinkles like that in there anyone's family tree. But the point is, is that um, Elizabeth Hoover had the research ability mm -hmm. that she could have determined if any of her ancestors actually were Native American. Mm -hmm. And apparently, d despite the fact of making her Native uh, identity so <laughs> central to her work, had never bothered uh, to do the research. You know, yeah, and, well, and it, as you say, it's not that hard anymore. And I'm at nope. the point of uh, when people want to make claims like that that have some sort of bearing that is important on the conversation uh, mm. or based on some legal claim or whatever that, okay, show me your genealogy. Right, yep. right, and, right. And, and with footnotes on everybody. Yeah. Right. You know, I want to know, where, how do you know that this person was your great-great-grandfather? Oh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, you know? yeah. Anyways, but it, it's just infuriating mm. to see how these uh, people expect to get away with it, and then when they're caught, uh, they issue some phony baloney apology. <laughs> yep. But you see, yeah. they, the, the, the whole thing is they're doing all this to support the narrative, their worldview, and mm -hmm. everything else, and they come up with all these crazy cockamamie stories. The dumbest story that I think was like peak stupid on the interwebs this week uh, involved a TikToker. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. Posted a video of patrons in a restaurant standing when the restaurant played the Star Spangled Banner. Okay. And the caption on her posting was, by far the most dangerous situation <laughs> I've been in. Followed Why? by the uh, 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 hashtags, get out, illegal, white people things. And, you know, this <sighs> is like, where do you get off with this kind of nonsense? Uh, and, 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 and that, you know, listening to a national anthem is dangerous. I mean, it's, well, I suppose if you're in a situation like in the movie Casablanca. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> You know, you have Victor Laszlo uh, getting the uh, people to uh, outsing the Nazis, but which you know, barring that, bar barring that, you know, it's it. Uh, how is it dangerous to be in a restaurant where they're playing the local national anthem? It's like we have no I, idea. I, I, I don't get it. I'm By the way, confused. the person. The person who complained about that and posted that TikTok video, they've now made their TikTok account private. Of course you they think? have, because a lot of people said, you're an idiot. Oops. Yeah, no. well, I mean, she was. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, but then again, uh, we have illegal immigrants doing dangerous things. Uh, uh, Stacy, you had that post about the... Uh, the multiple murders in Texas. <laughs> yeah, I, I kept seeing the headline, Texas man, Texas man. Uh -huh. You know, Texas man uh, shoots five neighbors, kills his five neighbors, and Texas man. 
So I, you know, it, one of the things is whenever one of these incidents uh, makes headlines uh, nationally, you know, I try to wait, you know, give it 24 hours and let's wait and see what happens uh, because you don't want to jump to conclusions. But uh, my suspicions uh, were confirmed because Francisco Oropesa, Francisco Oropesa. It turns out the man, the Texas man, as they called him, uh, who killed his neighbors, is an illegal immigrant from Mexico who had previously mm -hmm. been deported, uh, depending on which source you read, either four or five times. Mm -hmm. Okay. And the neighbors he killed uh, were illegal immigrants. From Not all Honduras. of them. Not yes, all of I, them. I have saw one that said uh, they've recently updated the story that at least one of them was in the country illegally. Legally. Uh, I mean, legally, legally. Uh, I think it was four illegals and one legal, I, whatever it was. But the point is, is that we've now not only are we importing murderers, uh -huh. but we're also importing murder victims. Mm -hmm. And I'm. Uh, sure, this was what Emma Lazarus must have had in mind. <laughs> uh, if you if, if you don't know, and yeah. our listeners are are usually very erudite, so. Uh, but your Emma the Lazarus, ref the wretched refuse of your teeming shores. Yes, send these to me. Yes, uh, but but Emma Lazarus and, the, and then New York com complains when Texas does. Right, right, but <laughs> but. <laughs> Emma Lazarus wrote the poem, The New Colossus, that is mm -hmm. now associated with the Statue of Liberty. Mm -hmm. So, so, and, and that's often the rhetoric uh, that is used to justify open borders. Yeah, right. As long as it's not my house or my backyard or my yard, my town. Hmm. Well, oh we've, been, we've, we've been happy to have uh, immigrants here because, quite yeah. frankly, uh, as the uh, county has become more, uh, I can't say urban, but more citified, uh, mm -hmm. it, it, finding people to work in the dairy farms and the orchards and that sort of thing, uh, we now have a substantial Hispanic community here uh, with people doing that. As farm yeah, labor. well, the thing that defeats me about that is it used to be that that was what you did if you were a teenager. I mean, I can't even count the number of people I know who uh, here in Georgia who uh, uh, chopped cotton and uh, worked tobacco when they were teenagers. Oh, right, yeah. but growing up in Nashville, I... Uh, you know, uh, there was a garden in the backyard, but, uh, uh, you know, when I had, when I went to get my first paying job, it was shelving books in a library. You, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. yeah. I well, John, come on, Let, let's just face it. You're an aristocrat. Well, no, I mean, uh, uh, I did landscaping. That... Yeah. And, um, uh, <laughs> just trust me on this. Um, and of course my brother still laughs about that. No, but I went to school. I went to school across the street from this library, and so I got an after-school job shelving books there. Yeah, yeah. The like, college well, students got those jobs. <laughs> but um, you know, it was um, you know, it's the, the same sort of thing. But uh, mm -hmm. you know, on the other hand, 
the White House press secretary stated oh. this week that when it comes to, um, this is a direct quote, when it oh, comes Lord. to illegal immigration, you have seen it come down by more than 90%. And that's because of the actions that this president has taken. Uh, clearly, she is operating in an alternate universe. No, Her she's own private Idaho. <laughs> no, yep. she's, no, no, she's lying. Well, uh, yes, but. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, she, she, I mean, migrants crossing the southern border hit a 20 year record high. Yes, uh, they uh, did. And, and they're up like uh, this 20 percent increase just in the month of March year over year. Uh, mm -hmm. and, and, but we do have on the authority of the nation's uh, news source of record, uh, Biden will deploy 15,000, I mean, 1,500 troops at the border to help register the new voters. Yeah, that's the Babylon Bee. Meanwhile, uh -huh. th meanwhile though, we've got to the bottom uh, part of the hour. And so, Stacy, uh, tell them all about the yellow button. Uh, folks, if you will go to my blog, theothermccain.com, you will notice near the top of the center column a yellow button with the word donate on it. If you will click the yellow button, it will take you to my PayPal account where you can contribute dollars, pesos, shekels, euros, yen, whatever currency you've got except Russian rubles. Mm -hmm. uh, you can donate by the donate button through PayPal uh, to help support the blog, to help support this podcast, and of course to keep my wife happy uh, because she likes it when I make money off of this endeavor and mm -hmm. keeping my wife happy is job number one. Meanwhile, yes. over at my good friend John Hogue's blog hogwash.com you can find right there in the sidebar on the right a tip jar icon. Click on that and you'll be taken away to my PayPal account. Although I'm starting to look for other options besides PayPal. And yeah. uh, you can also uh, support the blog by shopping at the Hogwash store. There's a link there in the sidebar. And you'll find links in the sidebar and scattered around the blog from time to time. It will take you off to opportunities to shop at Amazon, when you use those links, both at Hogwash and the other McCain and at other bloggers who are members of the Amazon Affiliates program, we get a little cut of the action. You pay the same price, and that's something Amazon does to help support the blogosphere. Uh, mm -hmm. Also, if you uh, troll around in the menu bar at the top, you'll find my snail mail address. So if you want to send cash or even uh, gold imperial Russian rubles, I will take those. <laughs> um uh, please support us. We hope you will remember the five most important words in the English language. Hit the freaking tip jar. Indeed. So, Stacy, uh, I hear there's news from down home. Yes, yes, yes. One of my, uh, one of the most popular posts I've had on my <laughs> blog in a long time for some reason. It's called News from Down Home. And I, in which I explained that one of the best jobs I ever had was as sports editor of the Calhoun Times in Gordon County, Georgia. I arrived there in 1987, a few days before the start of football season, and a few weeks later met the beautiful woman who became my wife. For the next four years, I covered local sports there before moving on to the 
Rome News Tribune in nearby Floyd County, uh, which was uh, owned by the same company that owned the Calhoun Times. Our first three kids were born at Gordon Hospital, and so that community still has a special place in my heart. Now, the random ways I come up with these topics, okay, I woke up in the middle of the the night, uh, about one o'clock in the morning, and the thought just went through my mind that some of the kids I covered as a sports writer back in the 1980s must be grandparents by now. Now, why did I think about that? Well, I had written a post about Hunter Biden (laughs) and his Arkansas stripper baby mama, whose four-year-old is Joe Biden's illegitimate grandchild. And and so, as I said, while I was working on that post, I texted my kids to tell them how proud I was of them. I mean, maybe I haven't always been an ideal father, but at least none of my kids are <laughs> crack-smoking, stripper-chasing trash like Hunter Biden. So... I got that going for me, as Carl <laughs> Spackler would say. And, and, and is, I, I will interrupt. You know, there is a di- difference between being a redneck and white trash. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, anyways, but as I said, I've got that going for me, as Carl Spackler would say. And this is a Caddyshack reference, folks. Mm-hmm. And I can't believe that nobody in the comments uh, threw in the part about the Dalai Lama and... Uh, uh, the Dalai Lama's just—we don't mention him right now. <laughs> uh, anyway, he's, the yeah, Dalai on, Lama and achieving total consciousness—you know—that's mm-hmm. the Carl Spackler story. Uh, mm-hmm. That that line is. To, and, and, come on, folks! Are there no Caddyshack fans anymore? Well, yeah, but the, a lot of people are avoiding him with, because of the pedo angle. Yeah. Oh, okay. We're we're well, kind of nervous about that. Meanwhile, meanwhile, back um, when my wife got married uh, 34 years ago, April 1989, we did it a Friday afternoon at the Gordon County Courthouse with Judge Johnny <laughs> Parker doing the honors. Okay, mm-hmm. he was also a minister of the gospel, and mm-hmm. so that the ceremony was the traditional Book of Common Prayer vows. We did and, that, uh, too. <laughs> yeah, right. <clears throat> Anyways, in 2008, Judge Johnny Parker stepped down from office as the probate judge in Gordon County and elected to replace him was his son, Richie Parker. Now, mm-hmm. I had covered Richie Parker when he was a point guard for Fairmount High School, and he was just the absolute epitome of your scrappy point guard. And, <laughs> and, uh, uh, the, the, and I tell the story about how one time he w- had the flu and yet managed to just lead his team uh, against Bremen in the playoffs and, and uh, nearly passed out in the locker room at halftime, but <laughs> still managed to. And so, so, so after um, so this thought, as I said, that the, the players I covered must be grandchildren by now. I started Googling Richie Parker and found out that he and his wife have eight children. Uh, and, and so um, and, and but but then and, and like I said, what these random connections. So 
there is this Facebook post about Richie Parker talking to the local Rotary Club. And while I, I'm on Facebook, I start scrolling down, and there's this promoted article from The Atlantic with the headline, How Rural America Steals Girls' Future. And it was written by an Arkansas native, Monica Potts. Okay. And and so I was reading a, a review of this book. And, it, and let me just quote this for you. Potts grew up in Clinton, Arkansas, a rural majority white town in the Ozark Mountains where poverty and lack of educational opportunities combined with the pervasive culture of evangelical Christianity to steer girls into early marriage and motherhood, blah, blah, blah. And so, so this idea that it's the pervasive culture of evangelical Christianity that makes life so terrible for majority white rural America, that just made me so angry. Uh, because, because Jesus is not to blame. Okay, no. I, I, you know, and um, you know, and I know a thing or two uh, about sin. Okay, <laughs> and uh, because not all my good time buddies back in the day uh, made it out. Uh, you know, I escaped from the highway to hell, as I say, uh, but some of my buddies did not make it. Mm. <coughs> Excuse me, and I'm, I'm I'm still recovering from that cold. By the that. way, yeah. Excuse my coughing, and and the point is that the fundamental nature of human existence remains what it was nearly three hundred years ago, when Jonathan Edwards warned his congregation that they were sinners in the hands of an angry God. Yeah. Except he got it wrong in the point of the fact that God isn't angry, he's loving, which is, yep. uh, uh, but uh, he was a Calvinist and that's a common fault they have. Okay, do not, uh, do not bring your that. Armenian, uh, do not bring your Armenian heresy in here, John. I don't know. Oh, no, 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 no. This is not, not our Arianism. This is not Arian. Um, Arian, uh, misunderstands the nature of the uh incarnation okay yeah. okay well i'm i'm just and gonna you, be i'm just gonna be uh uh over you know, here but, going on I, yeah okay thank you <laughs> i i am uh uh i i like the the thing about sinners in the hands of an angry god is is about how dependent we are on the grace of god the mm -hmm. mercy of god which right. is the which is the one point that he did get correct? Mm. See, uh, uh, okay, okay. Uh, I, I'm not here for the uh, hoagie. <laughs> we're not doing theology, theology tonight. Okay, yes, okay. So I we're not gonna we're not gonna refight the uh, 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 British Civil War here. So, um, uh, but anyways, um, but I go on to say that. Uh, uh, Monica Potts, uh, in talking about her experiences in growing up in Arkansas, talks about her childhood friend Darcy, who grew up to be a druggy loser, and uh, is in that what I call the gospel of niceness, right? 
And, and this is what uh, brings us back, of course, to London Roberts. Okay, London Roberts is the uh, uh, baby mama of, um, of uh, uh, Hunter, Hunter Biden's uh, yeah, love spawn. child, as it were. Oh, um, and, and she was a standout athlete in Batesville, Arkansas, mm -hmm. population 11,000. Yeah, um, wow. yeah. Yeah. And, uh, uh, she held the Arkansas state record for single season free throw percentage. Okay. Standout athlete got her degree from Arkansas state went to Washington, D.C. to attend George Washington University uh, for a, a graduate program in criminal investigation. Uh, reportedly, she had been hoped to, to get a job with the FBI, but instead she ended up working as a stripper in a club on M Street, which is between downtown and DuPont Circle. Um Place for and, good tips. Well, I, I mean, yeah, but the idea that a former all-conference basketball star would end up shaking her butt for tips in a D.C. strip club, right? Okay. <laughs> and that while doing so, she would attract the attention of the crackhead son of Obama's vice president. And, um, and this is what I go to say. If, if this could happen to these people, how can any of us think that our own children are safe from Satan's snares? And so no. my point is we are still sinners in the hands of an angry God. And I uh, come back to finish up with the fact that uh, I, I decided the next day to put in a call to the Gordon County Courthouse and I got a chance to talk to Richie Parker, Judge Parker now, and <laughs> uh, catch up on everything that's going on down in God's country. And I just want to say the finest people in the world, folks, Calhoun, Georgia, you go down there, uh, you just ask. Judge Parker's the greatest guy. So, uh, mm -hmm. but anyways, and so, so that's, uh, um, the point is, is that what I hated about Monica Potts and her story, the easiest thing in the world for any Southerner to do is to write one of these stories, mm. you know, uh, these tell-all memoirs and all like that, uh, trashing the folks down home, right, uh, for the amusement of an audience of liberal Yankees. And I just refuse to do that. You know, it's like, it's like, uh, screw them people, you know, mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's just, so, so try to live in such a way that the folks down home can be proud of you. <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. The, um, but the thing is, is that, uh, you have second generation judge there. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. And uh, a court system that apparently is working well, that is loved <laughs> by uh, its uh, uh, community that it serves. On the other hand, not every court has that level of support. Uh, <laughs> Fifteen Democratic senators have signed a letter to the Appropriations Committee asking that the funding for security of members of the Supreme Court 
be put on hold until the court uh, does what the Democrat, these Democrats want them to do, which is adopt a uh, code of ethics that's being bandied about by the left. I had a post about that, and I entitled it, Nice court you have there. Be a shame if something happened to it. <laughs> Meanwhile, but there's you know there's been a real assassination attempt against one justice and credible yep. threats against others. Yep. The school where one justice's kids go has been doxed, mm-hmm. uh, and there are demonstrations going on, continu- still continuing outside justices' residences, and the Biden administration has placed limits on the U.S. Marshal Service ability to enforce the law against uh, demonstrations aimed at affecting uh, the outcome of a judicial proceeding, including, you know, mm-hmm. uh, 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 demonstrations mm-hmm. at a, a residence of someone's residence. So, you know, um, the, you know, not every court enjoys the support uh, that they have in Gordon County. Right. Yeah. But Speaking the, uh, of courts, yeah, the uh, the Soros team has been uh, taking a few hits of late. <laughs> uh, yes, uh, the uh, Soros supported uh, uh, district attorney, uh, they're called circuit attorneys in Missouri, mm-hmm. um, in St. Louis, uh, Kim Gardner uh, came under fire. Um, it had been under fire for a long time. I mean, she, she has done a lot of, yeah, do, she has created a toxic environment that has caused uh, many of the prosecutors in her office to quit. But it all came to a head um, uh, in February when 21-year-old Daniel Riley um, caused a crash uh, that led to a teenage volleyball player from Tennessee who was in St. Louis for a tournament and just mm. happened to be on the sidewalk at the time of the crash. This girl had both her legs amputated, okay, Uh-oh. because of a crash that this guy, he was driving an Audi, an Audi, I'm sorry, an Audi SUV, mm. uh, ran a red light apparently, um, and uh, had no license. Well, uh, it sure wasn't his vehicle either. Well, anyways, but he was out on bond mm-hmm. on an armed robbery uh, mm-hmm. because of um, the incompetence of, of the prosecutor's office. This armed robbery had happened nearly three years earlier. And, and her office was just a disaster. And so uh, what happens is, is that uh, uh, the uh, state, dis- uh, the uh, attorney general um, uh, brought a case against her. And, uh, and when once that the motion to dismiss um, was uh, failed, um, Kim Gardner announced that she would resign from office. So uh, one down, uh, you know, that's a, it's a, um, it's a, a, uh, a huge success that uh, mm-hmm. uh, St. Louis is getting rid of Kim Gardner, but this is uh, uh, this sort of soft on crime, turn them loose approach uh, is everywhere. It's failing. Well, in it's her case, it's a terrible <laughs> thing. In her case, though, it's going to be interesting because even uh, she was held. Uh, she uh, 
the there, hearing there, on her contempt, uh, on her contempt, up. yeah, that's on May thirtieth, and yep. the judge does n- is not amused. I no, mean, and, not amused. And 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 there, I mean, literally, they, they ran out of staff to show to show up for a hearing, and the <laughs> you know the judge is going, you know, uh, what is going on here? Uh, so, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and, and you know, it's just it's just a complete screw up. And, and Stacy, in your post, you pointed out, you know, St. Louis used to be a big town. <laughs> oh yeah. It, it's like half the size of Nashville now. Yeah. Oh yeah. It, I, I mean, on a per capita basis. Okay. Uh, the crime in St. Louis is worse than Philadelphia, worse than Chicago. <laughs> yeah. uh, it, it is uh, the worst major city in America, and it's worse than Baltimore. Uh, but uh, the population, uh, people have just been fleeing uh, uh, St. Louis <laughs> because it's so bad. Because yeah, you can't I mean, live there. But I mean, you know, I mean, but I'm, you know, I used, to, I'm used to thinking, of, you know, of St. Louis as, you know, like the big regional city through there. And uh, when I lived in. Uh, Western Kentucky. I mean, we wanted to go any place. We had to fly through St. Louis. I mean, mm-hmm. everything converged there. And now it's like it's it's just empty in uh, a lot of places. It's, oh, it's, oh! If it, if you there are YouTube videos um, of of the abandoned sections of St. Louis. And I mean, it's bad. like it's like the, it's like Detroit twenty years ago without oh, the yeah. black bears. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it it's just it's just sad what they've done to it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, on the other hand, you know, um, there's uh, there is going to be some imp- improvements in the, the the funding and support for law enforcement. Uh, uh, the IRS is uh, going to hire uh, out of at least out of the eighty seven thousand uh, <laughs> employees. They're going to uh, give guns to what three hundred sixty of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have uh, the, the IRS. Uh, the headline is the IRS is hiring special agents prepared to use deadly force if needed and is paying up to ninety five thousand dollars. And and it's a, a, a story from. Um, oh, I, I can't forget what side it's from. Hang on a second. I'll have to business insider. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That that the they're they're looking for agents who can combine accounting skills with law enforcement skills, <laughs> and they're going to hire uh three hundred and sixty. They've got three hundred sixty vacancies uh, for. They can armed, all stand uh, in a circle. Yeah, the armed <laughs> IRS agents. Uh, the uh, salaries between. Uh, Roughly fifty three thousand dollars and ninety four thousand dollars, and so well in uh, certain cities. In certain cities, you also qualify for a cost of living uh, uh, kicker. So, like if you mm-hmm. go to San Francisco or DC area or, or certain other uh, expensive places, New York City, you can get up to a twenty five percent increase in your pay because of well, uh, where you're serving. Ninety-four thousand won't get you anything, especially if you have kids in the Bay Area. So no, but, you'll need it. But if you're it, well, and see the thing, the thing is, is that that is for okay. They start 
uh, law and federal law enforcement is GS 11s, uh, mm-hmm. and, uh, non-supervisory agents can get up to being a GS 13, which is what uh, a senior, uh, GS 13. We're not worried makes, about that. <laughs> makes about 90. Yeah. makes about 95 K. So almost none yeah. of these positions will get, unless you have somebody transferring from another federal agency and they've already got, <laughs> you know, promotions and experience at the, at mm-hmm. the supervisory level, they're not going to, you know, they're, 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 they're wanting to people, <sighs> basically they're looking for, for $53,000 people. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. and you know, why, and why a qualified accountant, right, is going to go uh, go do this? I, I'm not sure. And this is this is one they of the watched things the that, accountant too many times. Well, uh, this, here's the thing. This is one of the things that I see going throughout the federal workforce, where the 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 federal pay scale for GS general service employees, uh, uh, wage scale employees, uh, uh, oh. you know, is. Uh, is such that, for example, agencies like um, uh, uh, NASA have trouble hiring people because they're 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 they they're mm-hmm. so far below market for people yeah. uh, with uh, the kinds of skills they're looking for. Now, if oh, yeah. if you want to be a paper pusher and that's all you are, you know, fifty <laughs> uh, fifty three thousand dollars to start ain't so bad if you've got a college degree, uh, uh, and it's competitive for that. But do you think somebody graduating from from Stanford or uh, Georgia Tech with mm. an engineering degree is going to take fifty three thousand dollars a year? Not yeah. really, no. Yeah, I know fifty thousand a year can buy a lot of beer, but that was back in the eighties. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> it's Sorry. Uh, what is yeah. that song? What what song is that from? The future's so bright, you gotta. I gotta wear shades. Uh, Thank Tim you. Buck Thank three, you. Tim Buck three. Yep. So you know, on the other hand, uh, there are other things that are uh, happening about uh, uh, law enforcement and how to deal with it and who to charge. Uh, Politico uh, ha- has a thing, a piece up, uh, bracing oh. for impact. The Biden oh. uh, Biden world preps for uh, the Hunter Biden fallout. It's like, mm. uh, you know. The statute of limitations is about to run out on uh, the uh, uh, false uh, uh, gun charge, gun buying charge, oh. and uh, they're starting to run out on a lot of the tax things, and so they're going to have to charge him before, uh, very soon the, uh, within the next three or four months, mm-hmm. or some of these things are just going to hit the statute of limitations, and he won't get and charged. And you think that isn't? And you think that's a feature, not a bug? Oh, um, I think I I think that they I think that for example they will decide to uh, to charge him on the uh, uh, lying on the gun form uh, charge the day after the statute of limitation runs and go oh oops or when hell freezes over yeah no that Politico article was like taking the administration in its arms and gently cuddling it and stroking its little head and saying it's all gonna be fine. You just, it's okay. <laughs> you just breathe through it, dear. Yeah. Honestly. Well, I was, I yeah. very, so I, I'm sorry. I spat a lot while reading that article. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it, but it's the narrative now. Oh, I got that, but I don't buy the narrative. <laughs> on the uh, on- Crack hookers um, and bribery. Come on, guys. <laughs> yeah, well, it's the, what it is. Meanwhile, mm. though. We do have uh, 
crazy people out there in the world and they're dangerous. And, uh, you know, if you defund the police, then uh, you're going to have a problem that people are going to wind up defending themselves vigorously. Mm -hmm. And one of the reasons uh, that police were created in the first place Mm -hmm. was to give criminals an opportunity to make it to the make it to the crime uh, uh, to to court rather than uh, being uh, dealt with by their neighbors. And you have uh, a bad enough policing of an area. And it turns out that a lot of crimes are going to carry the death penalty, uh, whether they're supposed to or not. And that brings us to the New York subway system. Yes. Um, uh, and I crazy was... people being dangerous. Very yes, dangerous. exactly. Um, uh, the you know I I watch CNN so you don't have to and they and they own you weren't uh, supposed to mention that because I didn't have the, that queued up oh uh, okay well anyways uh, they were giving hourly uh, reports on the death of Jordan Neely a thirty year old homeless man who died uh, after going berserk uh, on a New York City subway train. Uh, which resulted in him being put in a chokehold by a a 24-year-old Marine Corps veteran. Um, uh, That's a sleeper hold. That's not a chokehold. Okay, well, anyways, uh, the Marine Marine Corps uh, veteran has since been identified as Daniel Penny. And uh, the headline in the New York po- uh, Daily News had the phrase, outrage grows, right? Um, uh, and quoted a city official uh, who had formerly promoted defund the police, by the way. Uh, quote, we must not become a city where a mentally ill human being can be choked to death by a vigilante without oh, consequence. On. And, uh, and how about you keep them? How about you don't have crazy people going berserk on the subways? That way. How about how about you decide whether those tunnels are for housing insane and other troubled uh, homeless people, or whether they're for public transportation? Right. Yeah. I mean, those are two radically different functions. Yep. Yeah. Anyways, and and uh, but here's the point: is that uh, Neely had been arrested 42 times uh, between 2013 and 2021, okay, Uh, including arrests for assault, one where he punched a 67-year-old woman in the face, okay? Mm -hmm. So he starts screaming on the subway, threatening the passengers, Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and it was at this point um, that um, uh, the other passenger um, intervened, mm-hmm. uh, you know, to uh, restrain him. And, uh, and, and once this was done, other people, other subway riders uh, began posting to Reddit forums and in other online forums uh, talking about their own encounters uh, with uh-huh. Jordan Neely, and uh, you know he, this man was crazy. Uh, do I hear the boogie woogie music yet? Not yet. Not yet. Anyways, but it turns out. Do you want out, to hear the music? I can. Well, make well, it play well. Here I'm we just saying that. Uh, 
his mother had been brutally murdered by his stepfather in uh, 2007. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, and and so he was crazy. Uh, he yeah. had he, he, sadly his, uh, his mother. Uh, I mean, his relatives uh, said that he was schizophrenic, uh, uh. and they had tried to get help for him, uh, but there was no help uh, because. What's really crazy here is the policy of deinstitutionalizing the mentally ill. Yeah. Okay. We don't need to have psychotics roaming around the street because they're not only a danger to others, they're a danger to themselves. And so what happened, of course, was Jordan Neely should have been in a padded cell, but instead he got turned loose and went strolling down fuck around street until he finally arrived at the intersection with Find Out okay. Avenue. Yep. Yep. And crazy people are dangerous. Indeed. Stacy, are you going to be back in town next week? Uh, I do plan to be back next week. And uh, hey, thanks for having me. Well, we're going to do this from uh, an undisclosed loca- location then next week. Diana, we'll hear, see you then, or hear you. Anyway. All right. And uh, we'll talk about this later. Bye, folks. Bye. Bye. Thank <laughs> you.